What are you wearing, Jess? Hello, and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 139. My name is CJ Schrader, and with me, as always, my two exemplary co-hosts. First off, we have Jess Dunks. This is Jess. And Brian Prilliman. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. So... For this episode, we wanted to talk about the Exemplar program. Uh, give it a real deep dive. The problem is, who could we have on that could talk about the Exemplar huh. program? I don't know, man. I mean, we, Carlos Ho was in charge of it recently. He wasn't? was. He uh, was. Yeah. So we we could get him. Uh, I mean, we could just have Turner on. He'd come on. He would. I mean, Turner he really has on. nothing to do with it, but he'd talk about it. We uh, have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, that could go on with. That could be applied to all sorts of things, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, Kim has Kim, kind of retired. Kim, Kim retired, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Ccat uh, was one of the initial leads for it. Okay. Uh, so I mean, those are all people that we've had on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably if we were going to have somebody on, we should probably have somebody on that hasn't been on the show before. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. To so, talk about uh, Ziplar. Oh, hey, we can bring back an old guest. Like, what if it's somebody from one of the first ones CJ and I did? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. A nice little like uh, nostalgic thing going yeah. on. Yeah. So who was that? Who was on one of our first some jerks? It was about judge managing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Brian, did you listen to that one? You know who that was? Um, no, I I didn't really pay attention to you guys back then. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think I didn't think this was going to be a thing. You're like this so, reboot will never work out. No, no. There's so many so, fail. For those of you that are listening and don't know the joke here, shell uh, <laughs> three. Wait. <laughs> Wait. That's, that's an entirely different running gag. Uh, for those of you that don't know the joke here, uh, Brian, uh, when CJ and I became hosts of JudgeCast, Brian was our first uh, guest on the show and then later became a host. Uh, and also Brian's in charge of the Exemplar program. He is the program lead for the Exemplar oh. program. Hey. 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 I'm a, I'm a lead of something. <laughs> of one thing? Yeah. Just one. Just one. Just a something. So... So, Brian, this is like I just get to sit back and you guys ask me questions. You know, that's not how we treat guests. And then I'm just going to be smuggity smug smug about the answers. I mean, yeah, we will ask you <laughs> questions. But you're going to do the vast majority of the talking. I almost said a bad word. I almost swore. This is not this is not this isn't a, 138B. This is not 138B. 138B is done. We've moved on. No explicit tags. I, I actually got a compliment this last weekend about the fact that our podcast does not have profanity. And I was like, I, I don't know if you listened to the last episode yeah. or not. I did get I did get a few comments where it was people saying it was very jarring for them to hear us swear. That's funny. Is the yeah. comment I heard was I expected more swearing. I've heard both like, these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't swear as much as people expected we would have. All right, Brian. So tell us about the uh, – I know were, – were you involved at the very beginning of the Exemplar program? No, I, I actually wasn't. I found out about it uh, pretty much the exact same way that the the vast majority of the program did. Sure. I got an email in my inbox telling me that a blog was posted. <laughs> um, so can you tell us much about the beginning of the program? Do you do you know? Uh, s- sort of, sort of, kind of. There's, yeah. uh, there's a, a – 
group, uh, like a Google group, where all the L4s were discussing things. And they, when I took over the project, they said, we'll add you so you can see all this cool beginning of the program stuff. And then they immediately determined that there was NDA stuff in there, and I couldn't see it. Oh. So, so they didn't add me after all. And they said, but if you need to know anything, you can just ask. Uh, <laughs> and it was sort of like, well, I, how, how do I... I I don't know what to ask. Um, so yeah, so the the beginning the beginning of the exemplar program. Uh, this was back uh, really the summer of uh, 2014. Was well, probably probably I should talk about what the exemplar program is just at a very very high level. Uh, the exemplar program is a program that the judge program uses to recognize uh, behaviors, attitudes, actions of judges that we consider above and beyond. It's, it's a peer-to-peer recognition system. Uh, the, goal is, <laughs> the goal is a wave approximately either, either three or four times a year. Uh, and then in support of the program, uh, wizards uh, at their discretion uh, will send... Uh, a selection of foils out to judges based on criteria that we'll talk about later. So it it is, like I said, it is a peer-to-peer recognition system. It is a way to uh, publicly state what you find uh, valuable, and it is a method uh, in which foils are distributed to the judge program. Okay. So do you know what what's burned people into uh creating it right was it because we spurred people spurred. yes spurned spurred <laughs> it doesn't mean what you think it means apparently <laughs> spurred uh what inspired people to use magic terminology so a few a few things um came came together uh so obviously wizards wants to distribute foils to the judge program uh, and they were previously doing it um, at GPs, and there were some problems with that setup, uh, so it was going to be discontinued. However, okay, uh, judges tend to like their judge foils, and we oh. want to we want to continue continue distributing them. Uh, so there was well, uh, is there a way that that can be done? Um, there is lots of different possibilities uh, that were that were discussed. I don't have access to that information as to what they all were. Um, however, I can tell you that a lot of them uh, weren't ones that could be done. Um, so the I think I want to say it was uh, Jason Lenz and Kevin Dupre, although I could be wrong about that. Uh, we're in a ski lodge. I think I, I might. Wait, be, is that I part might, true? You're not making that up. I might be making that up, but okay. I don't think I don't think I am. They're drinking uh, wine. They're drinking. They're that part we're going to make up. They're drinking okay. wine. The fire's roaring. Yeah. There's polar bear rug. Yeah. Okay. 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 Are we gonna? I, I like the help. image you're painting right now. Um, uh, they came. They came up with the the idea of a peer to peer recognition system. Um, and the exemplar program kind of evolved from that. Uh, there was, there have been a total of uh, 
three, well, 3.5 waves uh, so far that have been completed. We're currently in the review period for the fourth, and we can talk about that in a bit. Am I going off script? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, uh, let's just go jump back before I get too, too much into the history. So the goals that, the goals that we're trying to accomplish is the, the big thing is we want to use the exemplar program to post publicly things that you, me, Jess, uh, judges in general value. Okay. And, and have that stuff be in print, up front, in your face. These are the things, the the behaviors that we want people to emulate. Okay, so in that regard, uh, you can see uh, what people value, and you can say, okay, this is what these people find exemplary. I I want to be one of these people that does these good things. Therefore, I will do this thing as well. Um, yeah. So the summary of the wave so far. Um, there was a a super secret special wave zero, which was kind of like a, a pre-alpha test, as it were. And I say super secret. Really, what it was is um, RCs uh, nominated uh, a small group of of people. Like each RC got like a. I think like a level one no, uh, nomination, a level two nomination, and a level three nomination, uh, an L three plus nomination. Okay, and get the nominations. They were going to be published. Uh, stuff was, you know, there was going to be a mailing associated with it, and that got delayed and delayed and delayed. Uh, so few people knew about it that they went ahead and announced wave one before wave zero even finished or people knew about it or released it or announced it or anything like that. Uh, wave one was the email that we, when we talk about this, the stuff that we found out, uh, there was a, a new blog posted and it was, it went up and Andy Hecht, uh, put out the, the ideals of the program. Uh, limbs came in and announced, you know, what, what he thought about the program as, as one of the people that came up with the idea. Uh, CCAT came out with some blogs talking about it as he was going to be the lead of the project. And we started wave one and wave one was, um, uh, closed to L3 plus judges making nominations. Uh, to other judges, and there was a certain number of slots tied with it. So, you know, like a level three judge can make, I want to say, eight nominations total, three of which were for L1s, two were for L2s, one was for L3, one for RCs and L4 pluses, and then one any slot, you know, that you could just use on anything, and you could make these nominations. Um that was wave one. Wave one came and it went. Stuff was published, and there was this 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 promise that that foils were going to come out uh, associated with wave one, and they just kind of drug and drug and drug, and then they arrived and uh, uh, they combined wave zero with wave one. Uh, and when you they, say they, drug, it, it like to be completely honest, I thought the program had just been forgotten for a little while. Yeah, so uh, apparently, and this this is me guessing, okay, okay. Re- really, um, no one had really expected the the magnitude of collecting people's addresses 
uh, and getting and mailing product out to them. Uh, you know, we like, I don't know if many of our listeners remember those player rewards cards and stuff from, from years and years and years ago when you'd play at FNMs and stuff like that. You'd get those monthly mailings or those once a quarter mailings. I definitely um, remember those. I miss those. I do too. Yeah. But, uh, but I can tell you, man, <laughs> that's, that's the overhead of getting that stuff and mailing it out to people, especially on a global program scale is, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> eh. As to as to what went on, I I have absolutely no evidence of that. Um, wave two started. Uh, there was some some number changes uh, in in the number of slots, and we opened it up to L twos as well. L twos had a total of two slots that they could use. They could nominate one L one and one any slot. And, and to be clear, Wave 2 was really the first official wave, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wave 1 was kind of called the, the closed beta. Now... Uh, wave 1 actually had a different facet, too. I think it was, what, L4s or something? I, I know... L3, L3 pluses were the ones that could do the nominating. No, no. So you said you had the alpha wave, and then there's Wave 1, but there's also a separate wave of foils that also went out at the exact same time as Wave 1. Yeah, yeah that, that was the alpha that, wave. That was the wave. No, yeah, it was the okay. third one because it had the Christmas card in it, which the alpha wave did not, and neither did the regular mailing. No. Okay. Yeah. So, it's true because I got it. That's how I know. Well, that was that was the last. Okay. So let's let's talk about mailing. That was so, all went out at the exact same no, time. Right, 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 right. Okay. So that was um, – so every Pro Tour – um, the L4 plus the L4 pluses would be able to recognize judges for whatever the L4s wanted to value, uh, wanted to give not recognitions for. They were basically they were Pro Tour recognition foils, uh, but not for judges who were on the Pro Tour. They were uh, I call them Pro Tour just because that's what they they were uh, tied to from a timeline standpoint. Um, you know, it's time for the pro tour, get your nominations in that kind of thing. Um, and that had been going on for years prior. And that was the last of the, uh, the L4 plus, uh, pro tour recognitions exemplar kind of, uh, absorbed that. So, so there were, yes, there were three things that came out. Uh, they all went out with the same letterhead. So they all said, yeah, exemplar. So, so people are looking at what they got and some people got, uh, a greater good and a swords to plowshares. And some people got a force of will and an hellish norn. I got a greater, I got a, uh, uh, a greater good and a jihad dune thing. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I'm not involved in the program at this point. I think they ran out of swords to plowshares or Xiaodun the one eyes. Uh, so. And then they just audibled to the other. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Again, hypothesizing. A lot of confusion in those days. Back in I got those cards the and a Christmas card. Right, 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 right. And I was like, what is right. happening? Right. And so at this particular point in time, there's uh, it's it's very, very clear. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the message from, from Wizards is... Uh, uh, we're going to send, we may or may not send foils. Foils not guaranteed. Uh, it, this program's not about the foils. Yeah. And it's, it's not yet because they, it does involve foils and foils translate to dollars. There is a, a, an unignorable 
or an inignorable, unignorable, an, an undeniable uh, <laughs> a component uh, to it involving the foils. Um, so uh, wave two happens, uh, the nominations get posted, and again, there's delays. Uh, I think I think by the time between when the when the wave ended and when uh, foils started arriving, when, so it was like close to six months. So people have posted things, they've seen all the great things, and then they're kind of, you know, it's like um, something, do, do we get something? Do, I'm waiting. I'm moving. Do I need to tell somebody about my address? Uh, what's up? And the foils started arriving the day before or the day of the end of Wave 3 nominations. Uh, and... You know, if if you check the records, there is a huge spike in nominations that last day. Uh, yeah. In wave three, so so let's so we we've talked about we've talked about waves and nominations and, and that kind of thing. So let me let me explain that a little bit. Um, so the the nomination itself is you, the judge, uh, can can write in a you know anywhere from like a tweet size to uh, you know like. 20,000 characters, uh, what you think is good and great about another judge. Okay, that's a nomination. You go into those, like, I want to nominate CJ, CJ Trader, give him an exemplar nomination because uh, of all the great work that he does in his community. And then I would elaborate, ideally, I would elaborate onto what those, uh, what those items are. And to be clear, when you say what you think is good about that judge, you, you mean what actions or behaviors they've done and not that the judge is good. Oh yeah. Was, oh CJ CJ is a great judge. Oh, but thanks. if I but if I can't if I can't articulate why I think he's a great judge is Well and, and it goes so we're we're diving into what we're gonna talk about later, but it, it goes into what you were saying earlier is that's not something someone else can emulate, right? Right. Being great. You can't just be like, hey, uh you didn't do good today, so you should be great. Thanks. Right. You know, yeah. That's not feedback. Yeah. Be better tomorrow. Okay. Be more like <laughs> CJ. Be more like CJ. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, if it's CJ Crooks, yeah. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. I think. First, first best CJ. <laughs> yeah. Can't um, argue. So, so that's that's kind of where where I I actually joined the team uh, somewhere during wave uh, during wave three before the 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 nominations have been. Uh, before the wave and a wave is we open the window where you can put nominate, make nominations and then we close that wave and then we do administrative work, uh, on the nominations afterwards. And we can talk about that later. So I joined sometime in the middle of, of wave three because, and here's my motivation. I didn't really trust the program. <laughs> okay. That was in a, in a lot of ways that was kind of, uh, you know, I thought it had, uh, good ideals. Uh, I thought that uh, I wanted to see it succeed, but I was kind of, I was a little distrustful of it. That's very and honest so, of you. Sure. I mean, and that's, and that's, you know, a lot of people, they get into judging, uh, because they say things like, you know, I thought I could do it better. Well, I didn't necessarily think I could do it better. I just was like, I, I just want to know what's going on because the, the, you know, because this could go wrong, and yeah. and I I don't want it to go wrong. 
So, so I, that's why I kind of joined. And I had a lot of, during the times, I had a lot of conversations with, with the current lead at the time, uh, Kim. Don't want to say that I didn't trust Kim. Okay. Kim's a great person. Uh, and I, I trust her, but the program itself kind of has this tendency to be, you know, of a faceless kind of blob, amorphous thing that decisions can come out of and you don't know where that's coming from. Um, so, so I got, I got involved in it. Uh, I started doing work, uh, started writing an article. I think one of, one of the articles that I was assigned to write never did actually get written, uh, cause it was really hard cause I, I couldn't <laughs> phrase things. I couldn't phrase things the way I wanted to, which I'll be able to phrase them that way when we get to it a little bit later. Um, but I couldn't figure out how to get it down on paper, but I talked a lot about Kim and Kim, uh, she was an L4 at the time. She kind of decided to, to take a step back and, from judging and get more involved in all these wonderful other non-judging extracurricular activities that I hear people talk about occasionally. Hmm. I don't, I, you know, apparently they're a thing, um, you know, like rugby or bats, rugby. yeah, stuff like that. Um, so, so when it came time and it made it clear that she, she was stepping down, who wants to step up? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll do it because again, it's something I don't want to see fail. Right. Uh, so I, I volunteered. I had a set of goals. Um, and she, she, you know, out of, out of the pool of, of candidates, either, you know, Maybe I stepped forward or everybody else stepped back or you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I was selected to, to helmet. And what I was given was, uh, a, 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 I was, I was, it turned over right when our former judge manager was leaving. Um, mailings for wave two had just gone out and there were lots of problems. Uh, there was a whole lot of distrust for the program in general. Uh, because there wasn't a whole lot of transparency because nobody knew, knew anything or, or there wasn't a whole lot of communication. So I kind of took over at a, at probably the lowest point I would think in the, in the program. Like it looked like it was failing. It looked like it was floundering. It looked like it was dying. Uh, we lost the, the lead. We, the, the judge manager also left around the same time. So it was a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, and, and that's kind of where, where uh, I took over, and one of the things, shocker, I like to talk. <laughs> um, so I have no problem being transparent. So I started posting blogs. You know, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to try and do it. This is why things are taking so long, which was one of the big things that with with Wave 2, you know, you might go three we three months and not hear anything and wonder what's going on. Well, it's been a month. I'll post something. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Do, you, um, do you feel that now, um, you know, with Wave, because part, part of the issues there was uh, Wizards not communicating anything. Do you feel like Wizards is a little more communicative with you now um, about Exemplar stuff? Yes. So yeah. I was, I was, uh, at, at the time, the, the communication uh, that I was having with Wizards, and I was absolutely terrified that Wizards was going to, cancel the uh the, the foil support um 
but when I when I got the job, like everything I'd heard, everything I'd heard. And when I started talking with wizards directly and I was hearing things like, oh, yeah, we want to support this. We want to we want to do more. We want to expand it. It was this. Where's the, the it's a trap. <laughs> I mean, it, it was really like I was I was I was worried. I'm talking to people and I'm saying they they're saying they want to help. Um how is this going to, if I accept them, how is this going to hurt me? Um, yeah. That was, that was a lot of it. And, uh, but no, no, they, um, so what, what we've ended up doing is uh, we were able to take some of the concerns that had been going around. We'd been able to, we were able to take some actions to correct them. Uh, we've been able to be more transparent with how foils are handled with regard to those. And, you know, I think yes, there are some some concerns and some complaints uh, uh, about the about the program, but I I think we're we're able to address a good number of them. Some are legitimate, uh, and I'm always open for suggestions on how to how to how to deal with those. And I think is that is that on the agenda for later? No, like concerns or problems. Okay. So let's 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 talk. We can talk about that maybe towards the end, which is you know some common okay. concerns, common complaints, and and how they can be addressed, or how they are addressed, or how they are true or not true. Um, so so let's talk about like what a nomination is. Okay, what are we what are we looking for when we say how do we define exemplary? You know, what is what is a nomination here? Uh, a nomination. Really, from from our perspective, and this has evolved a little bit over time. So, what we're using for the current wave four is an example of a judge going above and beyond, exceeding expectations, uh, having a significant uh, impact on another judge. Those are all those are all kind of litmus tests to determine whether or not something is exemplary or not. Things that we we don't want are, you know. Common, you know, uh, commonplace, expected, uh, you know, goes with the territory kind of actions. What we are looking for is things that uh, separate and 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 illustrate a person who has gone above and beyond in one aspect. Uh, so we're not necessarily looking for exemplary people, but we're looking for exemplary actions from those people. Although I say that CJ. Crooks told me this weekend that exemplary actually just kind of we're using the word wrong. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, is that a thing? That's a thing. You know, How are you using it wrong? I don't understand. It's supposed to be like exemplary is like an example. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, if it's exemplary behavior, it's kind of just the standard. The st- yeah, the standard. Yeah, I mean, it means this is what you normally expect. Yeah, it's, it's not. Oh. <laughs> right, which Oops. is. Yeah, which it means might. it's a good example of something, but not because the example is an example of something good, but it's a, a correct example. Like, here's a square. It's exemplary of a quadrilateral. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay, oh, well. though. It happens. Like, eh. <laughs> right. What are you and, do? Right. And it's like, we already got these logos made up. <laughs> the t shirts so, are already printed. Right, the like. t shirts are already <laughs> printed. So. I think we're just going to hope that not many people notice. Yeah, well, luckily no one listens to this. So. Yeah, oh, man, you know, get the little buttons and stuff like that. So so what what make, making a good making a good nomination is, again, an example of something that 
a judge is going above and beyond for, you know, a judge who gives a uh, here, here's a I'll give an example. Um, uh, a judge who gives a ruling at, at an event, you know, it's it's a GPT, it's a player's first GPT, and they get very, very emotionally upset because they got a warning and they don't understand what the what the purpose of the warning is. And they get very, very upset and very, very shaken. And if the judge was maybe to, you know, pull that player aside, take them outside, give them a soda uh, and talk to them, calm them down, uh, you know, get them get them to 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 realize what a, what a warning is actually for and just sit there and empathize and then go back in and give them an extension and continue on with the match like i consider that something above and uh, above and beyond okay for for a, uh, a judge to do uh Brian, yes you can you can stop me here but uh i i think there's no problem with taking someone's level into account of what you might expect out of them no so for no, example no. an example i was going to say is like a level 1 uh, you know, going through all the motions of training another judge and uh, helping them become a level one. Mm-hmm. That could be exemplary, whereas a level two doing it isn't particularly exemplary because that's kind of what's expected of level twos. Yeah, that's that's also that's also fair, because if, if you're if we're talking about things that we want to see that are above and beyond, mm-hmm. then then ye, then, yes, we actually you know, as as a program normally, you know, across the you know when you talk averages uh you expect more from a, a level three than than a level two uh in terms of uh the stuff that they're able to do for example um a level five head judging the pro tour on a week's notice is not something that's above and beyond okay but if something really strange happened and a level two head judged the pro tour on only a week's notice <laughs> Uh, I'll do it. Put me in, coach. Right. Okay. That's that's kind of an example of that's that's something that's that judge really went above and beyond, especially if they, you know, they kept the wheels on the bus. Um. So yeah, you you can absolutely uh factor factor things in, and the example that uh that I gave would be a perfectly fine uh, nomination for a level one judge uh at at a store. So, yes, uh, a level one uh, doing a really awesome presentation at a conference, uh, a judge conference, is definitely above and beyond. That person is involved and invested, and they 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 created a created their own uh, seminar. They gave their seminar. They put in the work. That's not something that we expect from from a level one. Well, if a level three gave the exact same presentation. Uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the that's is yeah, that's one of the things they do. Yeah, you know, um, so so yeah, so let's let's talk. So those are the things that make up like a a good. So let's talk a little bit more about a good nomination. Um, and Jess Jess has actually joined the team. Uh, so he he gets to see he gets to see part of the review. So after the wave closes, we go through this review where we look at some number of nominations and we either accept it. Say this this passes, uh, or we dispute it and basically say this needs uh, this needs to be looked at more closely. Um, and so the things the things that get it, it, it accepted is if you say uh, this judge does great work in the community, I'm not nominating him because he does all this great work in the community, and that's it. That's the end of it. Uh, that's going to get disputed. 
because uh, there's not enough detail there. It's too vague. So if you say, this person does great work in the community, uh, they, at the local school, they collect, uh, he collects uh, booster, booster draft, uh, booster trash from F&M, he takes it to the local school, and he runs a magic club, uh, he runs charity events for, for muscular dystrophy, uh, those, kind of, those kind of things. Um, those are examples of things that someone is doing great for the community. If doing a lot of work for the community is running a GPT, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a job. That's a gig, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So if you say, if you say this person did, does great things for the community, be able to back it up. If you can't back it up, uh, backing it up is what makes it a good nomination. Not backing it up is what makes it a bad nomination. You know, if you can't back it up, it makes me think that you can't. Right. So, so I think another example of a bad one would just be like, you know what you did, <laughs> you know, or. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've, the, we've had we've had a few of those. Um, I think I think what's important to remember here is, is these are meant to be public facing and meant for people to be able to look at them and learn behaviors from them. Right. So it's not like a private message between you and your buddy. So there, um, there's two there's two there's two parts of it. I'm telling you that you did something something that was impactful, something mm-hmm. that was above and beyond, something that I value. Okay. Um, I'm also telling everyone else that this person did this thing that I value. Um, so there's 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 two parts of it. It's it's the personal message from me to you, and then there's the public message from me to the program at large kind of intertwined now there have been a few vague uh a vague a few vague nominations that are along the lines of you know what you did (laughs) you know that kind of thing and i we contact them during the dispute process we'll contact the author and hey what's up with this and in some cases they're like ah we're not gonna fix it and we're like okay that was a good catch that we we disputed that um and now we can get that out of there and in other times they've said like oh yes um, here's what I wanted to nominate them for. And you read it and you're like, oh, oh yeah, they definitely should get a nomination for that. But you can't really, you know, say like, you know, hey, thanks for all the help that you did in this sexual harassment situation. And you're just like, ah, okay, well, we'll be, we'll be vague. And here's a, here's a way that you can word it so that it, it passes and doesn't, doesn't, uh, reveal the information that, that, that we don't necessarily need out there. So, uh, what makes what makes a bad nomination? Um, uh, curse words, <laughs> uh, slurs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, found a few of those this wave. Um, uh, so, uh, being vague um, is is another big one. Um, nominations for encouragement. Things like, here's a nomination, hoping you'll go for L2 soon. That's not really exemplary behavior. I mean, that's that's kind of trying to use a, 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 a stick to poke them. Right, yeah. not to say, exa- not to say so, giving it to someone who is encouraging is fine. Not to give it to them in order to encourage, like, yeah. right. You're yeah, saying that nominations for encouragement are like that's not what exactly what you meant. No, no, no. I, right. I, well, if you, if you're doing something good already and you're giving a nomination to recognize the fact that the thing was good and is is seen by other people, okay, that's great. 
But when the nomination is simply exists to be the stick to prod you into action. Right. That's um, bad. That's bad. Um, uh, n- rec- nominations for, you know, congrats on passing your L2 test. Uh, yeah, that's not above and beyond because a lot of people pass their L2 test, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of one of the things it's like, that's what that's, you know, every L2 that's out there passed an L2 test. Well, is there is there? Well, what did you not pass your L2 test? Of course I did. But what? I mean, there's those there's those old timers that went straight to level three and then maybe one of them has D level down to two. OK, Egwene Sedai, we don't want to <laughs> listen to hear anything about that. That's a wheel of time reference for for those of you that. Thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody reads Robert Jordan. I, I don't. Um, um, uh, so, so yeah, so those those are the types of things that that or or you know a nomination like keep being awesome, <laughs> um, good. Uh, I great. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we we so what happens is is with the with the with the bad nominations, there's a a, a team, and like I said, we choose to. Um, let let through a nomination or we put it into another uh, uh, another bucket. And then after we go through them or in parallel, we then review those nominations and get another set of eyes on it and say, like, OK, is this one OK to let through? And if it's not, one of two things happen. Either it's so bad that we say this isn't salvageable. OK, and we just drop it on the floor. OK, uh, we did that. Uh, for a few nominations last wave, like the nomination of keep being awesome. Um, you didn't put a whole lot of time and energy and effort into writing that. And so I'm not going to put a whole lot of time and energy effort into fixing it. Uh, don't mean to be blunt. Actually, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say. yeah. <laughs> um, however, if we look at it and say like, okay, there's, there's a core here, you know, maybe if you take the bad words out, uh, maybe if you, if you take it and you say, this person's done a lot of good, good for the community. If you give me a sentence or two more on what specifically was good, we can turn this from a nomination that is not going to pass to a nomination that is going to be not only just exceptional, uh, not not accept not just accepted, but also exceptional. Uh, so we spend a lot of time getting getting that worked out. Uh, oh, if I can sidetrack here for just a second, like yeah. this advice you're giving is true, basically of all feedback you give in the judge program, outside the judge program, you should always be giving feedback on behaviors, on actions that were taken, <laughs> um, on specific things. Right, saying you did great at this PPTQ in a in a review is not good, but saying. Uh, you always had the slips out with for two minutes of pass, you know, like specific repeatable actions. This, right. That would be true cool. of all of the judge program. Yeah. And and some, some you just you just touched on like feed, feedback in general. Um, this is not exemplar is not meant to replace reviews. OK, reviews have an area, uh, an area for strengths, a section for areas of improvement and a section for free text comments. Okay, exemplar nominations. If you write an exemplar nomination that's nothing but a bunch of areas of improvement, <laughs> um, it's you're 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 not. <laughs> I'd love to see those. Um, you're kind of missing the point. So so exemplar is kind of celebrating the good. Okay, reviews are are are, are targeted in you specifically. These are the things that we want to see more of. These are the things that we want to see you. We want to see the starts. We these are the things we want to see you start doing. The stops. These are the things you need to stop doing. And the continues. These are the things that you're doing well that you want to keep on doing. 
Okay, that's that's the purpose of a review. That's the purpose of the uh, of the feedback. The exemplar nominations are really the things we want to see you continue. Okay, the 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 above and beyond stuff that we want to see you continue. So uh, there's there's different types of feedback, and this is just one of the one of the types. And it's yes, it's very one sided towards the positive. Okay, uh, and that's that's its. That is its goal. It is supposed to set a positive example and encourage positive behaviors by providing those positive examples. Um, but so, yeah, so can we? So can we get into some more specific questions that have come up? Sure. Um, well, I'm going to ask you one that's not even on this list. So okay, get ready. All uh, right. Surprise why, question. Why don't you level got ones, nine? Oh wait, what? Why don't level ones get? Um, wait, did I get nine? No. How many did I get? Well, <laughs> I, I hey, I'm on the team. I can look. Yeah. Oh, that's what you can. <laughs> Why don't level ones get recommendations uh, that um, they can give out? Obviously, you can recommend a level one. Okay, right. So the the reason why level ones don't don't get a nomination slot uh, at at the current time. Uh, is basically because when when we're looking at you know having the nominations uh, out there and we want to uh, nominate people for exemplary behavior, there's a, there's actually two reasons. One is um, L1s don't necessarily, as a group, uh, yes, there are individuals that 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 this does not apply to, but as a, as a group, they don't have the the uh, broad perspective of the of the program uh, that a level two or a level three might have. Um, also one of the, uh, the aspects of the, of the program initially was kind of push, push nominations down, uh, down the, down the level tree as it were. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very few nominations at your level, more nominations at the levels below you. And, at that particular point, uh, level ones, they don't have any anyone to, to, to nominate down uh, uh, in that regard. So those are those are kind of the, the, the two factors. Now, might that change in the future? Uh, possibly, uh, you know, but uh, I wouldn't. It's not it's not anytime soon if it does happen. OK, so what do you think about um, nominating the same person two times in a row? So say I sent you an exemplar this way, which, you know, I did because you peek at the Christmas presents and I send you one next wave. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's wrong? Okay. Uh, yes and no. Uh, so it depends on motive. So one of one of let's let's assume that your motives are pure and then we'll assume then we'll talk about if your motives aren't. Uh, if your motives are if your motives are pure, okay, and you see um, uh, me or whoever doing something uh, amazing and awesome, and you want to recommend them for you know behavior X, and then next wave they do you know behavior Y, and it's amazing and awesome, and you nominate them. That's fine, okay. Uh, that's absolutely one hundred percent okay. Now. Where things start going awry is CJ and I talk. It's like, hey, you nominate me and I'll nominate you. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's um, uh, colloquially, I refer to that as the circle of bros. Uh, 
Yes. Um, and we have a home metrics team that uh, one of their one of their mandates, one of their jobs is to to track down and to hunt out and to find these these circle of bros, which uh, you know might not you know bros being a gender neutral term naturally naturally. Um, uh, so that is that is something that we are looking for. And now that we are in wave four, you know, uh, patterns uh, can be found out. Like in when you have wave two, which is the first wave that that L twos were were in, and then wave three was the was the second one. Okay, well, you know, uh, a repeat between wave two and wave three isn't that big of a deal, but a repeat between waves two and three and four. And maybe, you know, if you're in L3, wave one, okay, that's that's starting to form a pattern, starting to form a trend. Or we've got a team that's that's looking at that kind of thing. We do have we do have a group of people who uh, look for abuse in in the system. Uh, that's one of the things why we review nominations. We're looking for bad nominations is because we want to we want to prevent abuse. We look for these 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 circle of bros uh, to to hunt down uh, abuse as well. And that's a pretty intense project, as I understand it. Like they have data for everything, practically. Yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 funny because looking looking at the, the uh, turns out RCs show up on on the circles a lot, hmm. um, uh, which is kind of one of the things where it's like it's it's expected. You know, if your RC not recognizes you for doing something great. Uh, and your RC and your RC is involved in, in helping you and mentoring you. Yeah. You're going to nominate back. And that's going to be, that is a, an, a naturally occurring circle. Uh, but we are, we are looking at, at the circles that we believe are not naturally occurring. So, so does every nomination a person get result in foils or, and what happens if someone gets more than one? Okay. So. What has been done in the past is if you have gotten uh, one or more nominations, you have gotten some number of foils. Okay, uh, am I going to say does every nomination result in foils? No. Uh, so what's so one of the things that Wizards has done, starting with Wave Three, is they've actually turned over to the exemplar program how foils are allocated okay and what i what i mean by that is um for for lack of a for lack of a better word they give me a quantity uh or, or a suggested a suggested number to to work with um or at least they did that's that, that may change in the future but mm. uh but um for for wave three they said okay uh here's here's what we can Here's what we can send out. Uh, it's going to be, uh, f uh, it's going to be. Uh, what, what was it this way? Uh, a command beacon, a, a, a Richardson port, uh, and they 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 gave and a Genesis and a Ravages of War. I think was this 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 past wave. They say these these are these are the the foils that you have to work with. Uh, we we're gonna send them in in packs of four or, or, or one of one of each is a is a is a pack um, and you can you can figure and you have X number of packs to distribute 
Um, so we sat down and turned the numbers and figured out, you know, what the distribution was as to if what one nomination got you versus two nominations versus five nominations, that kind of thing. Um, now next wave, um, is it going to be different? Yeah, probably. We're not going to use the same, the same pattern. A few reasons. One, if we establish a pattern, uh, uh, that's super predictable, then it can, you know, gamers going to game. Um, also, uh, uh, it can be, it, it's some, you know, the, the numbers might just, just might not work out. Or we start to realize that the value, uh, or a, a, a single nomination, we might set the threshold a little bit higher to start getting foils. Maybe it requires two nominations or something like that. Because in this most recent wave, uh, wave four, we up the number of nominations that a person could make. Uh, so a wave two, for example, or sorry, a level two in wave three got a total of two nominations. Sorry, three nominations. Uh, this latest wave, they got eight nominations that they could make. So right there, we increased the number of possible nominations by about 5,000. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just, just in level twos. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, the, uh, question here uh, I see is what happens if, if someone gets more than, more than one nomination a wave? Yeah. Uh, I think you yeah. answered. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, like, uh, like last, last wave, uh, Liz Richardson got 17 nominations, 16 nominations, something of some absurdly high number, uh, and reading them all, she, you know, she deserved every single one of them. Yeah. Um, so yes, so she, she, you know, we had, like I said, we had a certain number of packs and we, we tiered it up as in this number of nominations got you one pack, this number of nominations got you two, this number of, of three and this number of four. And, you know, uh, we kind of worked it out on sort of like a, a bell curve where we're like, okay, well, you know, 5% of the people are going to be in, in tier four and 10% of the people are going to be in tier three. And then we wanted the other 80% to be either, either tier one or tier two with a, a bias towards tier two. And so we, we, you know, we did all the numbers and turned that out and, uh, wrote an, uh, a blog article on it, uh, Put that out there. Uh, I would mention the the URL, but then CJ would have to include it in the show notes. Correct. Someone can find it because there's going to be a lot of URLs in the show notes for this one. But <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of stats nerds out there. They just like you're. I don't get it. But anyway, people want to know like, do you know how many slots were used last wave? Do you care? Like, do you want people to be using all their slots? Do you want? Do you keep track of who just doesn't participate at all? Um. So, sort of uh like like i one of no. one of my goals well, yeah cj didn't participate and that's why he doesn't want me to call him out what what yes, i did uh, i i know oh you <laughs> joking you'd be sarcastic yeah, yeah you I showed just... you showed up on my report um no uh so the way the way i kind of see it is the the slots the nominations that they had that you have they are yours to use or not use as you see fit if you are insanely active and you do tons of stuff and you interact with tons of people, then yes, you're naturally going to have more people to nominate than if you are, you know, you do your, your PP, your PPTQ at your local store, uh, once, uh, once per window and that's all you do. 
so, so I'm not in any way, shape, or form uh, saying that you have to use all of your slots. I f- am not happy when I hear about people being shamed in because they didn't use all of their slots. I think that's kind of distasteful. Um, I mean, would I, would I like you to use your slots and say things, you know, awesome things about your fellow judges? Yes, but I'd rather have a good one, good, meaningful nomination from someone than uh, eight awful ones. I agree with you, except for the case of RCs. I feel like RCs should use at least half their nominations. I'm, I'm not, you know, here. Yeah, like okay. So in a, in a in a perfect world, regional coordinators are out there working with people, and just as a normal part of doing their job, they have the opportunity to observe a lot of good judges doing good things. Um, so I I would want to say that just normal course of business uh, that RCs are going to have a lot of nomination, and we give them more nomination slots to account for that kind of that that kind of thing right at this point i think they get like 30 it's a lot it's a lot like like we one of one of the one of the goals is we actually we actually upped the number this this past wave uh a lot to to eliminate the feeling that you had to use them all like Mm -hmm. with with wave two uh, where in L2 they had like an any slot and two L1s or the L3s they had numbers and people were saying I I haven't used all of my slots yet uh, someone give me an L1 that I can nominate uh, to use this this slot that I have left over and that that kind of that kind of thing is no we want we want you to nominate uh, uh, we we want you to nominate the people that you you find being awesome and if someone comes up to you and says hey I've got this L one or this L two that's doing this really awesome thing and they tell you what's going on then and you use your your slot to nominate that person that's fine that's great but if you're like I got you know, if you're, I got a, a, a spot to fill and you're holding up like a this space for rent sign <laughs> over it. Um, no. And you're just like, but I got to use all three. I feel this, this, this compelling need to fill all the holes, fill all the slots. So we gave you a lot more, uh, this, this next, this last wave so that you aren't there. You don't have this compulsion to fill them all. We, we gave you more than you should need, or we gave you more than what we thought was a reasonable need so that if you only use half of them, that's great. That's still a lot. You know, four is still a good number. Um, I'll tell you, I was it also act- means that if you have access to a lot of exemplary actions and a lot of people, if you're a very active judge, you have more access to give those people recognition. Yeah. So there, there were there were some people like the the number of people that actually use all of their nomination slots. I was actually kind of surprised uh, at the number of people that used all eight or all thirteen of of their nomination slots. And one of the things I told the the, the metrics guys to do. Uh, was we want to flag these and we want to look at these because if these people are using like eight nominations or 13 nominations, uh, odds are they, 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 they put some stinkers in there. Uh, there's, there's the potential for abuse. Like someone's just doing like an Oprah, you get a nomination, you get a nomination, you get a nomination. And what we found is that's not the case. And that's a, that was a really pleasant surprise for me was the people that are using all of their nominations are actually as a whole more well thought out, better written, uh, and, 
and just the, the people put a lot of time and energy and effort into it where I was expecting just to find like just a, a, a whole ton of abuse. I'm seeing the exact opposite. And that was a really good, that was a really good surprise on, on, from what I was expecting. I was really happy to see that. So, uh, I'm going to lob you a softball here. Are, Seven. as That's... far as the number of foils go, <laughs> um, are we giving out more now than we were during the GP when there they were gifts for working at GP or fewer or what? Uh, so I don't have numbers on the exact quantity. Uh, right. the, the sheer total volume of, of foils. I haven't, I haven't pulled that number, but what I did do, uh, to see one, one of the common complaints, uh, about the exemplar program is, you know, why can't we just go back to doing foils the old way? Uh, so much, so many more people got foils. And I think that's a, that's a that's a common complaint. It's a it's a mis it's a misconception. So, uh, what I did one night when I was bored, I'll say, <laughs> uh, I really wasn't. I just kind of like decided I need to figure this out. Um, I went through and I went through uh, Judge Apps and got the staff list from Judge Apps of every single judge who attended every single GP for an entire calendar year. Uh, I did exclude Modern Masters Weekend from this because that was enough of an outlier because, like, the entire judge program worked that weekend. Um, hey, hey, I didn't. Well, neither did I or CJ. <laughs> so, you know, but but disproportionate. So, and, and I, I offset that by I was looking at 2015 where foils actually stopped being handed out in 2014 and they added some more GPs and the GPs were bigger, staffs were larger. So t 2015 was a much larger year than 2014. So I went through and I got the, the, all the staff lists and I distilled it down to the unique judges. Okay. Judges and scorekeepers. Um, and the number I came up with was about 1150. Okay. So that means under the old system, uh, 1150 judges would have received, uh, one or more packs of foils. Um, the latest wave three of exemplar, uh, reached 1302 unique people. So one wave of exemplar reached 150 more people than an entire year of GPs would, yeah. would have. Yeah. So right there now, um, now the people, the people that, uh, that grinded, that grinded GPs that you saw at every single GP, you know, they would get, you know, two or three packs for this GP and two or three packs. So if they did 20 GPs in a year or 10 GPs in a year, they'd get a whole bunch of packs. And Exemplar is not going to hit those numbers. Yeah. Uh, so we're not, we're not as deep in the quantity that we're distributing. Uh, but we are broader and, and wave four is going to be even broader. Uh, so it's, we've got a much, we, the reach that we're, we're hitting, we're hitting a lot more people, um, with, with, uh, with regard to, to foils. So do you, you may not know this to our, do you know if more, if through these means more foils are getting in the hands of level ones than the GP did? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't have I don't have the hard numbers for right. that, but it's it's kind of one of these like back of the envelope gut 
gut type math. Uh, it just has to be true. I mean, there were, you well, know, I, I, well, I can pull up the numbers and tell you how many level ones were, were, uh, so last, last wave, I think 13% of, of the level ones in the program got, uh, got nominated. That's a lot of level ones. Cause there's probably at least 5,000 yeah. level ones. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to say there's around like six, 700. So, and if you just look at if you look at uh, the unique number of judges at GPs, you know where I said you know eleven hundred and fifty unique judges uh, were at a year of GPs. Well, how many of those do you think were level ones? Right. Um, not that many. No. Percentage wise. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and then we hit like six, seven hundred L ones in one wave of exemplar. So, so it's level ones are definitely, uh, uh, foils are being distributed again, uh, to more level ones than using the old, the old GP system. So to wrap up this discussion, uh, you mentioned common concerns and complaints. I'm sure we hit on quite a few of them here. Um, I want to throw one more out there and then if you have any more, you can tell us. Um, but the one I see the most is the exemplar program is a popularity contest. Yeah, so this this is kind of a weird one because there's actually a little bit of uh, a little bit of truth to this one. Mm. Um, so when you when you look at the when you look at the people that that get a lot of nominations, uh, you tend to go. They are names of people that you know, and you can look at that and you can say, well, it's nothing but a popularity contest. Uh, the people the people who get nominations and. So there's there's a few ways to, to look at this. One is, well, are they getting nominations because they're popular or are they popular because they're doing the things that get nominations? Uh, so that's that's kind of that's kind of a uh, there's this this uh, this old statistic where it says, like, um, did you know that the number of drownings increase as ice cream sales increase? Hmm. And you look at that and you say, like, oh, well, clearly uh, ice cream sales cause drownings. And no, that's actually not the case. It's there's there's another factor. There's a third factor. It gets warmer. Uh, more people go swimming. So there's more people in the water. And it's, since it's warmer, uh, more people are more prone to buy ice cream. So so it's kind of one of these things where it's like one doesn't, you know, the, the increase in ice cream sales doesn't cause the drownings. I, so I wouldn't say that the increase in popularity causes more exemplar nominations. I would say normally it's the behaviors that that judge uh, uh, demonstrates is n not only is it the things that make them popular, but it's also the things that people want to recognize uh, as as awesome behavior because people that that yeah, I guess I guess can you, can you really think of a whole lot of just awful, awful judges that are popular? No, not a lot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's 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 a few. Um, um, Sign up for our Patreon if you want to hear the post show talk about bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's that's a that's a, a common complaint is that it's it's a popularity contest. And what I what I can say is yes, when you look at like the the people who at a at a broad program scale, yeah, the people that you see at the uh, with the most nominations are going to be the ones that you tend to uh, know and recognize their names. Um, also at the the lower level, you know, maybe a local L1 uh, 
get got a disproportionate number of, of nominations in a, in a particular wave because all the local all the all the local L2s are familiar with that with that L1. Uh, that is also something that is a legitimate uh, 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 point in in the system and and what what the hope is. Uh, you know, you shouldn't expect to get an exemplar nomination every wave, and what the what the expectation is that over time this is going to start to balance out. Uh, where you know, if CJ nominates uh, a level one one particular wave, he's probably not going to nominate that same level one next wave because you know that level one might be a level two, or they might not have done that thing that was awesome before, and, or someone else might have decided to step up and Im- impress as well. Okay, so. Well, did you have any other concerns or complaints that come up? I, I feel like we've addressed most of the um, ones I've heard. There, there's, there's a, there's a one that I hear a lot is, um, you know, I don't, I'm, a, I'm a level one. I don't, I don't, you know, suck up to the local L two, hmm. or I don't have a local L two to see what I do, um, and so I'm not going to get a nomination. And I think that there are a lot of things that you can do in in the in the judge program uh to to be to be seen doing things uh if you are if you're just running events okay i run a gpt every week i run uh you know i run a gpt every week i run fnm every week um okay good so do you know six thousand other judges seven thousand other judges uh what is it about that that you're doing that's that's exceptional above and beyond and when you start doing these things you know talk to your rc let them know uh that you're that you're doing these things and you want help and you want to know the resources those sorts of uh conversations and communications are going to start getting your name out there and are going to start attracting attention now hopefully you're not doing this to get a nomination hopefully you're doing these things because you want to really help and really expand uh, uh, the scope of the things that you're doing. But uh, there's a lot of ways that you can you can impact the judge program. Uh, Facebook study groups, you know, forum posts online, Reddit threads, uh, projects, articles, you know, there's a there's a ton of things that you can do outside your store that will just naturally uh, start to give you name recognition. So to wrap up, is there anything uh, about the future of the program? Any plans? Anything you need to share? Oh, that? so JudgeCast exclusive, what the future foils are going to be? Uh, not saying. JudgeCast exclusive? Mm-hmm. Not saying. All right, well, I tried. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't We wouldn't leak it. I, was, I, was, I started laughing about Yeah, you, you yeah. were going there, too. I was going there, too. Um, so, no... Um, I did. I did actually. Before before we get on to the, to the the future the future stuff, uh, one thing I did want to talk about uh, uh, briefly, and I think I think this is this is also one of the concerns of of, of Jess uh, that, that Jess has is um, when you get a nomination, or, or rather when you don't get a nomination, um, what the that doesn't mean that you're bad or or that you are not a a good person or anything like that Uh, and it doesn't even mean that you didn't do something exemplary right yeah right the the goal the goal is to 
you know, really the thing that we keep telling people is participate at the level that you want to participate at. Okay. If you, if you are participating at the level that you are, that you want to participate at and you are finding fulfillment out of, out of that, then that's great. That's fine. That's where you, you need to be. Uh, exemplar nominations are kind of the cherry on top. Um, and it is not meant to be any sort of, of damning indictment that you are awful. Um, it's, it's, it's not intended to do that. And I can, I can understand, uh, why someone would feel that way though. And I don't want people to feel that way. Uh, I don't necessarily know, uh, how to fix that particular component. Uh, I'm open to ideas and suggestions. Uh, you can email at exemplarprogram at gmail.com with, with that kind of thing. Uh, but one of the things that I definitely want to, to, to point out is we don't want to refer to the people that were nominated as exemplary judges. Uh, or exemplars. As or exemplars. Right. And the reason, the reason why is because that implies that anyone who was not nominated is not uh, not exemplar. And that's not, that's not the branding. That's not the messaging that we, we want to say. We want to, we want it to be the action. Okay. Was an exemplary action. It's sort of like, uh, you know, when your mom, you know, you know, she'd yell at you. It's like, oh, you did something stupid. And you're like, oh, you called me stupid. And you say, no, I said, what you did was stupid. Not that you are stupid. Parenting advice for Brian. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean, my daughter, she gets straight A's, man. I don't have to, she's, she's smarter than I am. So I don't have to, she, you guys, you guys heard her back talking to me before the, uh, before we started recording. Yeah. You know, I got nothing. I got nowhere to go. She's I'm, learned I'm, from you. I, I can know, tell. I'm losing to a 10 year old. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so yeah. So, so those are the, Jess, did you want to add anything on that front or? Oh, not, not particularly. I know there's a lot of concern about the exemplar program, and there's a lot of people that believe um, that, that that they are not in positions to be recognized uh, either because of geography or um, or exposure. Um, and I can understand that that kind of does that, that definitely feels bad. Um, and it's but that's not also that's also not the point. The, the the point is not to recognize every judge. The point is to highlight behaviors we want people to emulate. Um, and and as we cycle and as we cycle through again, the expectation is not every single every single wave. If you if you you know take a wave off, as it were, that is not uh, uh, a no one loves you uh, kind of statement. Um, so, yep. So okay. so the future future of exemplar right now. Uh, I really want things to stop changing behind the scenes. Um, it's, 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 it's every wave has been so significantly different that trying to figure out, uh, uh, trying to get repeatable patterns and processes drive this timeline down so that we can get up, get it out the door and turned around in a month or two or three is, is, yeah. So that's, that is where a lot of my, my focus is right now is I think, I think we, we might be tweaking the slot numbers a little bit here and there, but my goal is to drive the timeline down so that it's not four, five months between these things. Again, the goal, the goal is three to four, three to four a year nomination waves. So cool. 
Okay, well, normally this would be a great time to end the show because we've already run long, but we have so much news to talk about. So let's get to it. Because first off, most importantly, Jess has a little bit of a clarification he wants to make from the previous episode 138B, uh, where we shared our side of the suspension story. Uh, yeah, there, there was at the end of that episode, um, we were talking about what our plans were moving forward. And I said that I didn't have any plans uh, to sign up for new events uh, and that I was going to watch and see what the program uh, did and what the uh, how things go between the program and Watsi, Watsi does. And, um, and I've gotten some feedback that people felt, some people felt like that was uh, a statement of protest or a call to action uh, that, that they should also quit. And I wanted to reiterate that that is not what I am saying. I, I think that you should definitely always consider why it is you do what you do in the judge program and you should make sure that you're um uh you're doing you're you're where you want to be uh but you should not this isn't something where i think i'm going to ransom myself and things will get better that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about just making a choice about whether or not you want to be doing events and if you need to take a step away from it for a while and say i'm not going to do this at least for the time being you should do that but but don't make it it's not a big I'm not encouraging a big group thing or, or encouraging people to say, ah, screw this, it's, uh, we're out. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, I'm just taking a step back and seeing what happens in the future. Um, and I wanted to clarify that because I don't want anybody to, as I said before, and I, actually, I think Turner actually used these words, uh, I don't want anybody to martyr themselves. That's not the point. Right. Cool. And then Brian has a very boring thing he's going to tell us briefly. That's a correction from 138A. Yeah, so 138A, we were talking about uh, change to missed triggers, um, specifically a little bit of a, a wording change in the uh, a triggered uh, triggered. Uh, bleh. So there's criteria that you check to see if a trigger has has actually been missed or not. Uh, and one of the one of the bullet points is a triggered ability that causes a change in the visible game state. Uh, uh, or requires a choice upon resolution, the controller must make the appropriate physical action or make it clear what the action to be taken or choice made is before taking it. Blah, blah, blah. What, what that means is uh, if you have a creature, basically what it sums up as, if I have a creature that whenever it attacks, it gets a plus one, plus one counter, um, I can't just attack and say trigger, and then if I forget to put the counters on it, um, uh, then it's it's... If I forget to put the counters on it, it's missed. But if I say point to it and go like plus one, plus one counters, I indicate what the end result is going to be. And then I don't do it. Uh, that is not considered missed at that point. That would be a GRV, not a missed trigger, because I did indicate what the appropriate physical, what the action to be taken or choice made is before continuing with those game actions. Yes, very boring. Very, okay, cool. Very, very pedantic and rules nerdy. Yeah. Speaking of boring, I'm going to be on an episode of Card Advantage. Wow. <laughs> That's me. Wow. <laughs> that is the worst plug ever. Uh, no, I like Card Advantage a lot. It's a I great like podcast. Advantage. You should check it out. It is a great podcast. You should check it out. Uh, we talk about set names. I hope I'm not spoiling them. I don't know if it's out or when it's coming out, but it should be soon. Um, okay, we have a lot of program news. You talk about set names? Yeah. Like how they came up with the name 8th edition? No, we, against, with my protestations, we removed, we did not talk about corsets. Yeah? You protested? Yeah. I protested. I wanted to be like, Alpha is a very flavorful name. I think you know what you're getting with Alpha. ETC. 
Unlimited is not a flavorful name. I mean, the cards were limited. There are only so many. Oh. And then anyway. is, is fourth edition then were like revised plus plus? You know, talk about like the big disparity between 10th edition and M10. You know, 10th edition, I consider the lost set. I think people forget it ever existed because M10 overshadows it. It was also terrible. Sure. Didn't it use a black border? That was the first set with black borders. Was so it I, was, I don't, was 10th edition? 10th edition did use black borders. Well, there yeah. you go. That was the big thing. That was like one of their big anniversaries, and they used a bunch of cards from older older sets. Mm. Uh, like, well, not, uh, they went back from like each of the years and pulled like one card from each previous set into, into, into. All right. So, you can listen to this on Card Advantage. <laughs> Pretty much. That's the episode. Uh, so, we have three new. I'm sorry, we have two new regional coordinators and a couple of new regions. Uh, the Midwest region was a gigantic region with a lot of judges, I think over 700. Um, and so it got broken up into three regions. So now there's the USA North region, which is headed going to be headed by Rob McKenzie. So when I say headed, the regional coordinator will be Rob McKenzie. There's the USA Great Lakes region, which will be have a regional coordinator of Jared Williams. And there's the USA Central region, um, which will be under uh, Stephen Briggs, who was who was previously the the Midwest, yeah. Midwest regional coordinator, and and I think uh, I think the number is actually over eight hundred for what they oh, yeah. just were. It's not yeah. over nine thousand. No, 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 it's not. And uh, other regional coordinator news: Dan Stevens has stepped down as regional coordinator of the Northwest and is now replaced by Scott Marshall permanently. So this isn't interim no. RC Scott Marshall. This is a permanent. Scott Marshall will be the RC of the Northwest. Yay. Bill. Yay. Well, boo, Dan Stevens. But. Well, yeah, that's Dan, I know, Dan's, I, Dan's I, a good I, I like Dan Stevens a lot, so not yeah. boo Dan Stevens, but uh, good for no, Dan not. Stevens for realizing what was good for him and yep. moving toward it. So Scott's yep. had a lot of experience recently at, yes. R, at RCs, so, uh, you know. Yeah, why not? Why not take it on permanently? Well, why not? I mean, if you enjoy uh, it, if you like it. Yeah. We have a new level three, uh, Luca Romano from Italy. Congrats to Luca. And we have a new level four judge. What? A, a little known judge named Ricky Hayashi. Congratulations, Ricky. Yeah, yeah congrats, congrats, Ricky. Ricky. So, also a popular judge. One of the founding uh, members of JudgeCast. He is one of the founding members of JudgeCast. Speaking of founding members of JudgeCast, <laughs> Sean Cadenese has uh, written an article Um Probably a little bit in response to our our podcast last time, but also just an article kind of explaining uh, the judge judge conduct committee's uh, thoughts and how they how they went through the whole suspensions. Uh, it's a long article, but I think it's got some interesting information in there, so we will have that in the show notes as well. Uh, before we wrap up, I just wanted to, I just want to reiterate from the the suspension episode that um, just I just want to make it clear, like um, Aaron Hamer and Helene Berger. Brjo, Helen. Brjo, Brjo, Helen. Helen. They were, they were in a rough place, right? Like they are not the ones who did the suspensions. Nope. And yet they were the ones who became the face of it, and it's not their fault, right? It's it's um, not their fault. And furthermore, yeah. furthermore, for for all of the trouble that happened and communication and everything else, they were, from what I understand the biggest advocate for the suspended judges at mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast. They, they yes. seem, they seemed very supportive. Uh, and, and that's kind of one of the things where it's like, if, if you were sending nasty messages to, to Aaron or, or Helen, you, you're really doing that to the wrong, wrong person. Yeah. Wrong people. Anyway, so those, um, 
So that that was um, as as far as like if you if you're if you're looking to shake your fist at somebody or, over this, they ain't the people. Right. To shake your fist at. Now, who might be is our new judge manager, judge community manager, Sarah Mox. <laughs> Oh. She, someone who has had not, was literally not involved at the time might yes. be. I yes. still lay all the blame at her feet. It's clearly her fault. Clearly her fault. Uh, yeah, rabble, so, we have rabble, a new, so this is an interim. This is the new judge community managers that is, I believe, going to be the title here. Um, so I think they're kind of splitting the judge manager role up into two roles. So judge community manager is, is basically the general judge manager. It's, so, you know, if you have judge problems that only wizards can solve uh, i think sarah mox will be your go-to person if you but, got a problem you'll i'll solve it check yeah. out the v okay uh, uh, yeah, yeah that's that's uh i think her main focus is going to be in-store judge stuff right or or uh, that you know the level one or two kind of common issue thing so the general judge population really and then aaron hamer is going to go on uh he's no longer interim but he is going to be charge of. He words it as uh, responsible for the strategic vision for the relationship between wizards and the judge community. Um, but then he also says Sarah will be your primary point person for all things judge. So, what does that mean exactly for Aaron Hamer? It's the legislative branch versus the executive branch. Yeah, it seems like it. So, but he, yeah, so he's no longer interim either. He is now. Maybe that might not that be a, an role. accurate. I don't, I don't know. Send us an email. Tell, us, me, t- sure. tell me tell me how little I know about our government. So we're so caught up on emails. Ooh, yeah. Uh, which we will be skipping this email this episode. <laughs> but hey, if you did want to email us, you could at judgecast at gmail.com or you could like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast or tumble us. I don't think you tumble oh. people. You can Snapchat us. Can you Snapchat us? No. I mean, well, it depends what pictures are you sending. Not yet. Soon. Soon? Um, I don't, I don't think know. it's soon. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's a thing. I, I I'm going gonna, gonna to sign us up, and I'm going to put in Brian's email address. I almost swore again. <laughs> the real Brian Prilliman at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, anyone have anything else they want to add? Take that as a big no. All right, guys. Thanks for being on with me. It's a, it's a long one, but it's a good one. Like all the episodes, my name's CJ Schrader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks. I keep it fun. And I'm Brian Perlman, and I wonder about the flavor of the name 8th edition.